Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that will have you saying, I want my money back. But we won't give it back because we don't even get paid. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here, scamming away as usual. Look at him go. $10 or read your past. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Here, here's ten dollars. Hey, um, yeah. So a couple seconds ago, you gave me ten dollars. Oh my god, he's like a reverse profit. Look at that. I know, pretty cool, huh? Anyway, I'm gonna go buy Starbucks. Thanks. Well, Janelle's here too, and after that last bit, I think she is the only one here who actually understands the quality of this show. So she's willing to return that imaginary money. Yeah, I mean, it's just Monopoly money, but people may want that so they can play their Monopoly games again. So if you want it back, just let us know. We'll give you back your Monopoly money. That's fine. Can you believe it? The barista wouldn't take this this money. She says it's not real. It's like, <laughs> it's got a guy with a mustache on it. How can it not be real? <laughs> yeah, so if you want your Monopoly money back, just, uh, just let us know. I mean, Abe Lincoln had a mustache, right? Mm. Mm. Oh, that's canonical. I don't, I don't He know. had a big bushy mustache. L. Abraham Lincoln. Yep, he was definitely French. <laughs> Famous Frenchman <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Audience, as you can tell, Nate's here, and he's been a bit of a money sink for us as well, judging by the content he's providing. I don't think you're too surprised. Yes. So the one who funds the operation is me. So the, like the sink is basically the money disappearing out of my pocket into the drain. Yeah, that's for sure what happens in this yeah. group. For sure, you're the money bag. Yeah, I know. Feel bad for me as a graduate student, st- starving, suffering. Even though he chose this line of profession, financing. Hey Nate, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, man. Hey, here's ten dollars. Um, you know, don't spend it all <laughs> in one place. <laughs> Do you think I could buy donuts to bribe my professor with this money? Well, if the cashier will let you use it, sure. Well, maybe. I mean, you could use Joel's help because he's here and he's a master scammer right alongside Daniel. Well, I don't know about scamming, Josh. But, Nate, if you do need to make some money, I got this Rolex here. I paid a little bit of money for it. I'll sell it to you for like $30. This You could easily resell this thing for like 2000 Joel, you're so nice. Can I give you 40 for it? Oh, well, you're really, you're pushing me here, but yeah, all right. All right, thank I'll take two. <laughs> okay, yeah. I've got a few more. Uh, just come on back whenever you need more. I will. Yeah. Hey, Josh, I've got this, uh, can I sell this to the shopkeep? I've got a magic lamp called the Rolex. Um, I would, but I don't support cross-platform trading, so... If the, if the podcast was real life, then maybe, but yeah, not right now, I don't think. Well, finally, we have AJ and all the money that doesn't go towards Nate and all the money that we do get from Joel goes straight to supporting his addiction to being ridiculed and mocked by us. I I don't think it's an addiction. I mean, you know, I really like, you know, being the butt of every single joke. It's just sort of my 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 thing, and and I thought you guys like appreciate that part of it, and and like I just it's just a thing I have to to do. So like I mean I figure if we're all a part of it, we all should pay into it, you, you know. But it's just not good content. You heard me. The audience wants their money back. AJ. Yeah, it means I mean it's not it's it's because I don't think we do it enough. I think we need to. Oh Christ. I think we need to do it more. <laughs> really? We don't kink shame here on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jenna. You're welcome. <laughs> Would you love a kiss with a masochist? <coughs> well, anyway, how are you guys bless all doing you, this week? Sneezed. Doing good. Thank bless you. you, Joel. Yeah, bless you, Joel. See, that's yeah. quality content. Mm, yeah. I, mean, I got to work on having a cute sneeze, though, so that people like it. You know, like... There you go. Yeah. Perfect. They'll love or it. Or you could have a big cartoon sneeze like, oh, choo. No, I'm not a dad yet, so I can't do that. Yeah, my my, my dad just screams instead of um, sneezing. <laughs> yeah. That, that's actually not a joke. He literally just goes, ah! 
He does sneeze very loud. Is that the kind of, is is that the kind so of content loud. we need now? We can just stop being a D&D actual play podcast and just sneeze? No, we'll have to go around and find dads and record them sneezing. Yeah. Man, can't believe we put this valuable idea out on the internet for anyone to use. <laughs> You're going to steal it, uh, yeah. Actually, I googled it. There's already a podcast entirely devoted to dad sneezing. It's called Dad Sneeze. So oh. I guess I guess we're stuck playing D&D. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> this is my like lowest on my totem pole for uh for d- doing podcasts of yeah. Mm. Well, another idea um an ASMR podcast where it features yours truly yeah. and um and an entire drum like huge drum of vaseline oh pretty close butter yeah yeah no 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 no. it's butter because i'm I'm gonna jump into it you're gonna butter me up Mm -hmm. and then you're gonna beat me to death in there (laughs) and then then i'll be churned for adventure that (laughs) That was not the that was not what i was expecting well how else are you gonna get churned you turn it with your hands it's got a point yeah I'd probably just eat it. Alrighty. Well, then let's move on from the worst intro we've ever had. And I will give us a quick recap. Yeah, thanks and a lot, we'll AJ. And then we'll jump right back into the action. What? what? Literally, Daniel. <laughs> but you just told us how much you liked it. And no, this is part accepting. of it. Gen- no, no, gen- no, this is part of it. I have to deny it. Otherwise, AJ, we're oh. moving on. What Man, the heck? You guys, aren't, you guys aren't helping this content at all. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll say it again. I will give us a quick recap, and then we'll jump back into the action, and hopefully people won't ask for their money back after this show. So last week, our adventurers saved a student from the machinations of those evil, evil people dwelling beneath Deer Himens. After realizing that she'd need time to recover from the anesthesia that they had used on her, they continued further into the ruins and found themselves face to face with a giant pincered monstrosity locked away behind a psionic wall and feasting on the remains of bodies. So we will jump back into this scene. Aegon and Gunner are just a little ways into the ruins. It's dark because they didn't bring any torches or any light sources with them. Gunner is crouched up against one of the crumbling walls trying to stay out of sight while Aegon is under the effects of an invisibility spell cast by Jasper and he is peering around a doorway watching this monstrous creature snap the bones of a humanoid victim and swallow the meat on it. The creature is a large crustacean-like beast with four thick legs ending in claws and two massive pincers at the front where you would expect to see a normal head instead has a thick carapace with beady little eyes and a mass of tentacles beneath it which it is using to pick clean the bones so Aegon has been successful in hiding from this creature so it hasn't noticed him yet Mm. so what's he gonna do Uh, He wants to put the forest field back up. (laughs) Okay. So he reaches towards the uh, small divots in the wall and wills the field back into existence. Yes. And then he's he's going to sneak back down to Gunner and say, "Uh, We don't don't want to go in that room up there. It's, uh, yeah, that's dangerous. Really? You think so? We we shouldn't go in that room? I mean, I, I, I trust you. Yeah, there's a there's a big monster in there. Uh-huh. Oh, well, all right. I'm going home. Have fun. And and Gunner just leaves. He leaves the entire dungeon. He oh, goes yeah. back to his hometown and he lives out the rest of his life as a really bad farmer. The end. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Man, stellar content. I want my money back. I'm part yeah. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, well, no, I think Gunner wants to, um, he kind of does, like, a head nod to Aegon, like, okay, maybe we should go back and let everyone else know. Mm. So, 
Gunnar is going to start stealthing his way back to the group. Okay. And I take it Aegon goes with him. Hmm. Hmm. Or will Aegon stay put? We, we've got more to explore here, so... No! <laughs> well, you know what the funny thing is? Honestly, I, I really don't think Gunnar would know. I honestly think he just assumes that Aegon went back. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Aegon's going to stay there. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, so Gunner sneaks back, and he gets back into the chamber with the rest of the group, and he's almost hit when the young student stumbles into him. She looks like she's trying to get away from the rest of the party, and she's looking way more lucid, and she's starting to panic. Where, where am I? What's going on? Hey, 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 easy, easy. And she tries to steady herself, but then just falls over. Nope, hey, you, you've been under for quite some time. Don't touch the, me. Uh, Back oh, off. No, uh, <clears throat> oh, okay, no, but no, no touching. And she actually holds up her hands. She looks like she tries to cast a spell, but nothing happens. Seems like she can't get the spell out. You don't know what that would have done to you. <laughs> <laughs> Another force field attack. <laughs> First of all, that was rude for you to attack your saviors, so I'm expecting an apology later. Second of all, I'm Gunnar. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and she kind of stares back up at him and, like, blinks a few times. Try- looks like she's trying to clear her head. It's like, what if I don't believe you? Um, well, I don't know. But what will you do if you don't believe us? She holds up her hands and tries to cast another spell, a different one this time, but... Her mind's not quite into it yet, so she can't do it. I think Theo speaks up a little bit now. Um, miss, my name is Theo. What, what is your name? And she looks terrified of Theo, and she just clams up. Oh, it's the, yeah, no, that's fair. It's the axe. I get it. I get it. And so he puts the axe down on the side, and, and he'll kneel down a little bit, so he's not so tight. Ta- like, how tall is she? Is she, like, five foot something? Yeah, probably barely five feet. She's pretty short. Okay, yeah, Fio is pretty freaking tall. So I think he'll, like, kneel down and try to, like, not be as intimidating because it's also fairly dark in here. Okay, so you're trying to calm her down. Why don't you give me a persuasion check? Yeah, because Fio's good at those. <laughs> nope, that's 2 Hold on. <laughs> Tuo's really good at persuasion <laughs> checks. I think, I think so. he is. Yeah. Can, I, can, can I have Tuo, like come up to the side of Theo and like be a friendly little puppy to maybe give Theo advantage? I mean, how can you say no to, yeah, can you give me the help action? You can use the help action, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> and he's just, you know, he's he's uh, he's panting, you know, with the tongue sticking out and everything, just happy as a dog can be. Oh, that's pretty good. That's not as good. I'll go with the first one. Uh, that's a 19. I get a plus one, baby. Okay, yeah, she starts to calm down a little bit. And she kind of looks around at all of you. She looks at Vez standing back a little bit. She looks at Jasper with a confused look on her face, but then just kind of shrugs and starts looking around the rest of you. And she says, okay, well, why why don't you tell me who you are and why you're down here? Sure, yeah. We introduced ourselves. Why don't you tell us who you are? Well, not everybody, Gunner. Not everybody introduce it. Here, here. This is Tuo. Tuo, say hi. Tuo barks happily. Good Wags boy. his tail. Good boy. Good boy. I'm, I'm Theo, like I said. And, and then over there on the stairs, that's Vez. Say hi, Vez. Hi. Good Vez. <laughs> she, like, gives you a look. <laughs> <laughs> this is Vez. She's a changeling. <laughs> I'd murder him, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Please trust us. Uh, yeah. Hi, I am Jasper, and I remove my face to show my mechanical. No, Jasper, you know that freaks people out. Don't do that. She, she doesn't look surprised at all. Like, her eyes, like, go a little bit wider, but then she says, Oh, you're, you're an automaton. A what? Yes. So what harm can I be? Well, a lot of harm, but you don't have <laughs> blades instead of hands, so I presume you're okay. I was I also presume you probably, probably can't fire laser beams from your eyes. Oh, I hate those guys. Ugh. No, I am a butler here at your service, master. So she looks up at Theo, and she says, So you've encountered them too, then? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, like, we're, we're pretty good. We, we handled ourselves. They've been kind of terrorizing our group and people out in the woods for a while. We found them here, too. Well, yeah, that's that's why I'm here. Oh, you're here to, to, to fight them by yourself? Well, no, we... And she kind of, like, clamps her mouth shut, and she says, Where are my companions? Ah, um... Uh, speaking of companions, Gunner, where's the No, no, gun? he there. No, one, uh, a professor, professor, and another student. Do you see them? Yeah. So he it is the same. Um, I don't know who you came. I don't. I don't like how you're dodging my question. No, no, no. I'm. Uh, w- we get there and we get there. Okay. So, okay. So you were under, and um, so so were your companions, and maybe they put some kind of weird thing in their head and um, well, it, it didn't go great. So, you're the lucky one. Woo! Connor, that was horrible. And she just kind of curls up and puts her head against her knees and just becomes unresponsive and Theo's trying to hide his blood-stained hands behind his back. Yeah, he's like covered in blood because he had to <laughs> rip those things out of their spines and kill them. So now we're going to cut back to Aegon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so what's Aegon doing? He's completely unaware of everything that's going on. Yeah. And Aegon uh, feels... He's, he actually feels good that Gunner's here because he knows that Gunner can't get hurt now, you know? <laughs> so Aegon's going to continue down the hallway a little bit um, southward just to see what else is in this large room. Okay. So yeah, you avoid the raised platform with the door that leads to the giant yes. crustacean creature and you get into a larger part of the room and you see that that platform curves around a corner and leads to another door on kind of this raised second mm. floor area and then he also sees a another short hallway mm. that leads into another small room oh so he's got two more options. One looks like it leads into another room, and, well, one leads into another room. Left and right. Oh, man. So many rooms. All right. He's going to sneak forward into the lower room. Okay. Oh, no. And he goes forward. Sneaking. Sneaking. Okay. Why don't you give me a stealth check? Uh, That's a 13. Do you get advantage because you're invisible? It's... Uh, I uh, I forgot to ask this, but it is still pitch black, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. So Aegon continues to sneak forward, and he walks into this room, Ooh. and he sees that there's nothing in hmm. there. Looks like the entire ceiling is collapsed and blocked off whatever else is in here. Looks like a dead end. Okay, does it look like this room has been used for anything specific? or? Um, it does not, actually. This okay. looks like one of the few rooms that has not been touched at all. In fact, um, on the far end of the room, there is a thick layer of water where it's just kind of seeped in and pooled up. So it doesn't really look like it could be of much use. It's too damp for much of anything. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, he will go back, and I suppose he'll, look, he'll try to look in the last room in the upper platform. Sneak past the spooky monster's cage. Spooky boy. Super spooky monster. And take a look in there. Okay. So uh, he gets onto the upper floor and looks into this room. (laughs) And he sees there are two bodies lying on the floor. Both of them in pools of blood. They seem like they're relatively fresh. And the backs of both of their skulls have been removed but with surgical precision. Mm, so they were not eaten. Uh, what what do they look like? What are their races? And They are both elves. Mm, elves. And you get closer and you look at them and, yeah, their heads are completely empty. Their brains have been removed. Okay. Uh, can I search their bodies for any sort of information that they might have? Or... Um, yes, you can. I suppose I'd I'd mainly be looking for, like, identification or something. Okay, why don't you give me a nature check, I think, probably for this one. Okay, nature check, I can do that. Uh, my nature is 
I think I have proficiency in that. Yes, I do. Uh, so that is a 17. Okay, these appear to be the same elves from Deer Hemens. Okay. So they're their own people. All right. Well, with that, I think uh, he'll return to the group. As he does. Oh, yeah. Can you give me a perception check? I sure can. It's 10 flat. Wonderful. Okay. Oh, boy, that is not enough. So as Aegon uh, leaves the bodies that he had been investigating, he's just about to leave the room when small tentacles begin to reach across one of the bodies as something crawls out from the place that had been nestled underneath the body. And it rises slowly into the air. And Aegon <laughs> hears a weird chittering sound in his brain. So now we'll come back to the rest of the group. Great. <laughs> you guys are sitting around. Uh, the young student seems like she's kind of upset. She's not responding to a whole lot. You don't know how much you're going to be able to get out of her until you're in a safe area. Doesn't look like this is something she deals with on the, the regular. Yeah, I think Gunnar's going to say to her, Listen, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I know this, this is a lot, but at the, at the, very, at the very least, you, you should hide as, as we explore the rest of this dungeon. We need to find clues here, and, and we want to help you, but I, I'm just worried that when they're walking around, they may try to snatch you again. Well, if, if, if I hide, they'll probably get me anyway. They'll come up through that little door they have in the chapel, and they'll, I don't know, maybe they'll drag me down there next time. Door in the, in the chapel? What do, you, what do you mean? Yeah, remember that big stone door in the, in the chapel against the far wall? Oh, that opens. I thought it was, like, more decorative or something. Oh, but yeah, I know, I know it looks that way, but when the, the things came through, they just stood in front of it, and it glowed, and then it just opened like a door. And they walked down there, and it closed. Oh, man. Uh, oh, also, uh, pardon my manners. He, he's been quiet this whole time. I, I wanted to introduce our last member. He's invisible at some moment. Uh, but he's right here. This is Aegon. Aegon, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Aegon. <laughs> and she, and she, uh, she looks up, and she says, Oh, hi, Aegon. I, my, my name's Halita. Oh, my God. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> a- a- never, never talkative, is he? No, I. You know, honestly, he's not normally this shy. Hey, bud, wh- where are you, by the way, Aegon? So we'll Aegon. come back to Aegon. <laughs> <laughs> Roll initiative, Joel. <laughs> oh my god, that is a four. Oh pretty, boy, pretty good if I do say nice. so myself. So yeah, Aegon has his back turned. And he is surprised by this ambush, so he does not get to go for the first round of this combat. That's all right. So the thing floats into the air, and we see from its shadow that it is another one of those brains with these tentacles drooping down to the floor, which it kind of half uses to move itself across the ground as it levitates. And with supernatural speed, it flashes through the air at Aegon, and suddenly its tentacles whip out and try to slash at him with their unnaturally sharp tips. Hmm. I'm invisible in case that matters. Disadvantage? Ooh, it does have disadvantage. No, never mind, it has blind sight. <laughs> Yay! Because it doesn't have eyes. Uh, so that's a 13 to hit. Uh, yeah, 13 hits me. Oh boy, okay. Oh boy, that's going to be eight slashing damage. Okay as its tentacles kind of rake across his body, and then it is going to use its devour intellect. Yeah. So Aegon has to give me an intelligence saving throw. Let's go. Uh, well, that's a 20. Okay, so Aegon is able to just completely shrug off its ability to eat his intellect. Ooh. And then it's on to his turn, but like I said, he can't take actions or move. I forget, do you have any options that you can do when you're surprised? I think there's like small things you can do but um, take a reaction I don't, I don't think no so. you can't take a reaction either well I think now that it's been your turn in initiative I think you now can use reactions but I believe that mm-hmm. uh, you still can't do anything on your turn yeah yeah that's what I'm saying 
So no, I, I, I don't have anything to do. You mean, technically, you could take a bonus action because it doesn't say you... Uh... Oh, and you cannot take a reaction until the turn ends either. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, then that's it. So yeah, there's nothing you can do at all. So it's back to the thing. So its tentacles are going to rake across your body again. That's going to be a 16 to hit. That hits. And then that is going to be another six slashing damage. Okay. And then give me an intelligent saving throw again as Man. it tries to probe into your brain. Uh, that time it is a 14. Okay, that's still enough. You're still able to resist it. Woo. Man, at this rate, you may be a gone. Oh, my God. Maybe an goner. <laughs> yes, now it's, now it's Aegon's turn. Alrighty. Uh, so Aegon is going to... I can't do that. All right, he's going to run away. <laughs> so Aegon's, he's not going to disengage. He's just going to dash away. Okay. So it is going to try to slash at him. That is a critical hit. Oh, no. Wow. And it's tentacles. There's going to be 12 slashing damage. So Aegon manages to, like, rip away, but it also rips deep into his skin and hits a... It's a vein of some kind, yeah. and Aegon's just bleeding <laughs> everywhere. Well, with that, Aegon's going to dash across the walkway and down the stairs and make his way to the start of the cave. Okay, and you're no longer invisible right now that you've been attacked. That's um, only if you attack, I think. Uh, it's only if I attack. Yeah, he should be invisible. Okay. I still think with the sound of your running feet, you see the giant crustacean creature run at the door to try to get to you, but then you see the shimmer of the psychic barrier as it runs into it, and you see it get damaged by the psychic recoil. Yay. Oh, I hate that. Oh, my God. And the rest of the group up ahead hears the creature shriek <laughs> down the tunnel. <laughs> oh, that's Aegon. <laughs> no, 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 hang on. That is not Aegon. If anything, that's Aegon getting no, no. hurt. I just mean, like, the run, like, Stuff going on, that's gotta be Aegon. Why would you leave Aegon alone, Gunner? <laughs> I did I couldn't see him. We need to help. We need to help him. Yeah, Aegon <laughs> looks back and he uh, sees the brain creature is following behind him. Can uh can Fio dash into the dark? Join the fray? Well he can as soon as they everyone's aware of a fight. Aegon hasn't shouted or anything yet, so the brain creature is going to dash to catch up to him, so it's right behind him again. So it knew where I was going. I just want to. It knew where I was going. I, I basically want to yes. get a get a sense of how far its blind sight would would go. Oh no! It no. I'll 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 key you in on this. Um, mm. It is aware of everyone within three hundred feet of it. Okay. Okay. I got you. So it knew exactly where you were. It just couldn't use like its blind sight on you until it got close. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not BSing it. No, it's no, that's fine. Creature. I just wanted to know exactly, like, if you could still see me. Um, so, yeah, it's Aegon's turn. Oh, man. Well, I don't want to take another one of those hits. What the heck, man? Reaction to yell for help. Nah, he doesn't need to yell for help. Um, oh, my God. He's so prideful. I no, he doesn't need to because he is going to instead at this point use Thunderstep. Oh, shit. To Jesus. escape. <laughs> We're in a cave. It's going to be so loud. He can only see like to about like like 25 feet ahead of him. So he's just going to thunder step up to there. Up to uh, a point okay. near the beginning of the cave. I think you could probably <laughs> get another five feet out of it. Okay. Uh, so that will damage the creature. Okay. Does it make a saving throw? Uh, da, 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 da. Yes, it does. In, in fact, I don't think I've used this yet. So let me read the spell out. Ooh, okay, sweet. You teleport yourself to an unoccupied space you can see within range, uh, and the range is 90 feet. Immediately after you disappear, a thunderous boom sounds, and each creature within 10 feet of the space you left must make a constitution saving throw, taking 3d10 thunder damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. The thunder can be heard from up to 300 feet away, you can bring along objects uh, as long as their weight doesn't exceed what you can carry and you can also teleport one willing creature of your size or smaller who's carrying gear up to its carrying capacity oh so you'll you'll carry the no i will not carry the brain with me Uh, (laughs) the creature must be within five feet of you and there must be an occupied space within five feet of your destination for the creature to appear in 
Okay, I gotcha. So yes, constitution saving throw from it. That's going to be a 14. All right, that fails, so it will take the full 3d10 damage. Does this get upcast, or is that just... That is a third level spell, so... Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's 18 thunder damage. Oh, boy. So Aegon steps away, and uh, he sees the... As he's teleporting away, the blast of thunder hits the creature and almost annihilates it. It looks like there's it's barely hanging on, and there's just this resounding rumble through the ruin. Everyone back in the main room hears the boom, and then you see the walls shake. There's a couple areas where more bricks fall. Dirt begins to kind of fall in, in like <laughs> almost like rivers of dust. Uh, and then after he does that, obviously Aegon is no longer invisible. So he runs out uh, and pushes past Gunner and turns a corner and says, Oh, there's another brain thing over there. Don't, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I heard it pretty bad, but uh, be ready. What? What? I heard it. Gunner, air gun. And Fila just grab his axe. I think we're going to need to leave very soon. Oh, my ears. So I'll have you guys all roll initiative to go after Aegon. All right, so 2-0 gets to go first. So Aegon has rounded the corner. Your new companion looks absolutely terrified because she sees Aegon just dripping blood everywhere from where the tentacles sliced into him. Um, so what's what are 2-0 and Vio going to do? I think uh, Vio's going to head in first because 2-0 doesn't have dark vision. So he's going to hold his hand back for 2-0 to kind of stay in guard. Uh, so Fio will run forward past Gunner again, kind of try to brace to see what, what comes at him. And I think... Just because he doesn't know how far away this thing is yet, he's going to hold his hold his action to attack uh, when the brain thing comes. Because he's seen the one before, so he's just kind of looking for that, and he's going to swing as soon as he sees as soon as it's within range or he sees it, whichever comes first. Okay. And then Tuo will come up to guard uh, the rest of the party and their sort of ally? Question mark. Yes. And that's their turn. Okay. Gunner. Um, let's see. So I think what Gunner is going to do is he is going to, he wants to see if, if, if he can see this thing. So he's going to pull out his short bow and he is going to run towards the brain. So yeah, he's going to run down the tunnel and around the, the turn to see if he can see it. Yeah. So he's going to, he's going to run into the tunnel, uh, he's gonna get about halfway. Can he see the brain from that? From yeah, uh, he's the like halfway point. He's like right at the edge of the turn. He can see it, and it looks like it's turning around to head towards the force field on the on the door. And you can see oh. the very agitated monster on the other side. Oh my god! Oh gosh! Yeah. How, how and and does does Gunner notice that this thing looks like it's on death's door? Uh, yes, it is dripping fluid everywhere. Okay, so then Gunner is going to take the attack action. Um, from his gives current him. position, since he's firing just as he's coming out the lip of the tunnel, uh, the brain is going to have uh, cover, so it's going to get a plus two to its AC. Well, actually, uh, Gunner is going to take the attack action, which means he actually gets ten more feet of movement, so he's going to move even closer. I'm going to spend one of my expiration dice, <laughs> whatever we decided to call this thing, <laughs> Oh, and uh, I'm going to get to do an attack. <sighs> well, the expiration dice rolled well, but the d20 was a natural one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and I don't. Throw the crossbow at it. No, I mean, I don't. I don't get my enough. second attack to level six. Oh, I can't no. do anything. Oh, no. You screwed. You're going to get eaten. I think seeing what, um, oh gosh, ah, I don't know. You're so far ahead of the party now. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I'll tell you what Gunner's going to do. He's going to, um, he's going to start to panic because he missed <laughs> and then that's going to cause him to shift. <laughs> shift his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gunner gets scared, so he shifts his pants. Oh my god! Um, and then, oh, I can't pull out another weapon. Ugh. 
you can drop your crossbow. That's a well, short bow. They're, they're short for, bow. For, yeah, I would say sorry, first sorry. of all, it's a, it's a short you bow. You can drop your short Second bow. Second of all, well, yeah, but I pulled out my short bow this turn, which means I can't pull out another weapon unless I try to punch this thing as it runs away from me. But um, I mean, uh, a gunner is not very strong. That that would be that would be. If it's on death sword, it might only take one or two. Uh, I mean, I. It's worth a two, shot. How much da- how much damage would Gunner do if he were to punch it? A single point of damage. Okay, that is not enough to kill it. <laughs> so. so you can you can see that it has a little bit of health. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Gunner, Gunner feels Gunner, like if he punched the squishy brain, it would squish but not die. So Gunner is going to use um, ten of his newfound speed from shifting to move back a little bit into the tunnel, sort of retreat into the tunnel so he's not in line of sight for whenever inevitably this scary thing comes out and he's going to yell back, I need help! It's 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 gonna unleash the lobster! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> rock lobster. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get rock lobstered here in a minute. <laughs> Alright, Vez's turn. She, hear, she hears Gunner yeah. <laughs> screaming as he's trying to back away. He's like well, Han Solo in A New Hope. He just cut, runs around the corner, shoots, and then turns around and runs away again. <laughs> <laughs> Theo's Chewbacca just watching him like, oh boy, let's go. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. She's going to dash, essentially past Gunner, and he's like, how, cl- how close am I? She's going to dash all the way past her other party members. Yeah. All the way have... down her in the dark. She has a torch. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's okay. the one holding the torch. Yeah. Yeah. And look at it. And she looks at Gunner and says, I swear to God, if you let me die. <laughs> and she's going <laughs> to. Punch it. Yeah. Summon her arms. Oh, yeah. You can reach 10 feet. I forgot yeah, about that. And that's that. a bonus action, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, man. So. That's so a deck save. Yep. So that's going to be a 13. That ain't going to do it. Yes! <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not super high, but a uh, six. Okay, so uh, Vez runs forward, torch in hand. Her spectral arms come out, and they swing at the brain creature. And it dodges the first one, but runs right into the second one and turns into liquid paste against the wall. Yes! Yeah, Whoa, one that punch was Vez. so close to being so bad. <laughs> she hear she hears the chittering of the larger creature beyond the door, and she sees it slam against the doorway. She sees the shimmer of the psychic barrier, and it screams in pain again, and then gives up and goes back to munching on the bodies. I don't like that. I don't like that. Let's go back. <laughs> and she promptly just like uh, with her arms just like chilling shakes off the blood that I don't think actually sticks to them but does it anyway. I think it'd be really funny if she just like flicked the gore off of her spectral arms before yeah. they disappeared <laughs> and uh oh no she's keeping those puppies out for the whole 10 minutes she has them she just spent a key point on them they're just with <laughs> okay. her now okay brain is dead very angry lobster? What did you call it, Gunner? Anyways. Um, G- Gunner looks like a puffball right now because he shifted <laughs> and he's also scared. So, like, his ha- all of his extra hairs are standing on end. So, he, he, he kind of, lo- honestly, he sort of looks like a weird fox werewolf if it got put through um, a laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Halita just looks at everyone. She's like, what just happened? Um, I, I assume it was a brain thingy attacked Aegon and then did something that these two didn't like and they ran after it to try to kill it. Oh. And then I think they killed it? You killed it, right? And then, mm. and then she kind of stumbles across the floor towards Aegon and says, um, hello, a- Aegon. I'm, I'm Halita. Oh. It's nice, nice to meet you. Hello, Halita. You're feeling better, I see. Yes, and you're covered in blood. Yes, I'm. I'm quite wounded from that thing. Hey, you, you need medical attention. Oh, I. I provide my own medical attention. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Nagon will cast cure wounds on himself. 
He just staunches the bleeding right there. That's right. Yeah, he's our healer. Get another meaty one like you got for Gunner. <laughs> and he heals for 13. Dude, nice. It's right. not bad. Yeah, it's all right. So then Halita kind of looks around at all of you and says, "Well, I, I think we should we should we should just go. None of you look none of you look some of you look as bad as me. <laughs> I don't know. We we'll be all right. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I've been beating up too much. You're at Let's full go. health. You're at full health. I don't want to hear it, Jeff. What do you mean? I got massacred because some tank didn't tank earlier. <laughs> hey, listen. The tank. <laughs> yeah, Jasper's, Jasper's, tank Jasper's tank. arm falls off halfway through the conversation. <laughs> hey, just because you take poor maintenance of yourself doesn't mean it's my fault. Uh, well, wow. Maintenance shaming Jasper? Unbelievable. <laughs> what? No, he calls it maintenance. Are you guys chi- are you guys children? Yes. Yes. And sh- she's looking around. She's like, "Okay. Welcome to your only hope. We're the best you've got. <laughs> Unless you'd like to go back to sleep and see what happens." <laughs> Jasper, I, I, you're not helping. Wait. Well, okay. Personally, I've I've been through I've been through a lot, and I just want to go home. I think that's good. I think that's a smart idea. I think all of us need to leave because. Um, as Aegon was escaping, anyone else who's around, we just set an earthquake off. We should go. Well, it could be beneficial to us, though. Yeah? We knows that they knows that we're coming. Yeah. And they'd expect us to run. Exactly. Huh. So we should... Oh, and you said that that door in the in the chapel area, that actually opens. Well, yeah, but Is I Is it I open think... like the walls do over there with the, with the barrier? Do you think... I, I I don't know. They just they. What are you talking about? What what barrier? Oh, huh? You don't? Oh, you don't know? Okay, yeah. Watch, watch, watch. And, well, yeah. and it'll, it'll do the demonstration. Throw a rock at the wall, and have it bounce off, and then he'll go up and like say, "Bob, can you please open?" And then he'll step back <laughs> and then throw another rock and it'll go through. See? Oh, okay. Well, we're also wasting time here. He's special, don't worry. Hey, what the... <laughs> we should just go to the door, see if they open, and if not, go somewhere else, I guess. Well, we, we still need to figure out what what the secret behind this place is. Because I don't know if we'll be able to get back in here, because if they know we're here now, it, I, I doubt we'll be able to sneak back in a second time. Who said we need to sneak back in? You're... Uh, see, see, secret? And she, she looks at Aegon, she's like, I... I'll say I know a lot about this place. No, do you? It's, yeah, it's useless if I if I die. Oh, but are you sure you'd be willing to tell us? I mean, we barely just met, and like I'm covered. Everybody's covered in blood. After you saved me, I was considering it, but now I'm starting to doubt the intelligence behind that move. Well, it's because I thought we only the only way to find out was to know. But if you know, then yeah, we'll just go. We got a safe way of okay, getting out of okay. here real fast. Yeah, let's let's get out of here then. If you're willing to share information, and she's like, "Yeah, that that's why my companions and I came here." But why did you come here specifically? And she looks at Gunner and says, "Well, get me out of here alive, and I'll tell you. That's that's your incentive, because I guess you need incentive for pretty much anything you do." Well, he does for sure. Shame on him. Hey, I I know my worth. Don't shame me. Shame. Let's go. And he's start walking towards the entrance. And two two o growls at Gunner too. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> well, trots up the stairs after Fio. Come on, guys, <laughs> let's go. All right, Gunner. Gunner will also leave with the group. I, I need help walking. Oh shoot! I'm sorry. And Fio comes back. Do you, do you, do you want me to pick you up to take you out of here? I'm very strong. That would be that would be helpful. Okay, we'll just hop up. Here we go. Up. All right, so yeah, she'll she'll piggyback on Theo. Let's skedaddle. Yeah. Mez will follow behind, but keeping an eye on her as she's piggybacking on Theo. All right. So you guys are just about to leave the ruin. Can you guys all give me a perception check? Yay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, That's a 13 for me. I got a 12. 
since it's dark down here, Tuo is primarily working off his smelling or, or hearing, and I think hearing in general is what he's going off of. So he'll use his keen hearing and smelling feet to uh, to get advantage on this. That's not bad. That's a that's a sixteen. And then Fio got a Fio got a four. Six. So nobody besides Tuo got a fifteen or higher. Nate didn't answer. Don't worry, Jasper doesn't believe in perception checks. Remember, he got a five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Tuo just his ears perk up and he looks back into the ruin and his fur bristles and he starts to growl. <laughs> what what is it, boy? We should probably go. And you see uh, Hilita's face has gone completely pale. I think they're coming. Okay. Wait, I don't. I don't think we're standing. Here. I think we're <laughs> no. Going. Yeah, you, you guys are. You guys are moving, but she was just making a, a point. Like, yeah, we don't have time to dawdle at all, even on the surface. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll. We'll. Feel, we'll talk fast again. Can someone grab my dog? Yep. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys climb the stairs back out into the the clearing, and I'm pretty sure we established it's nighttime now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's we got just here some... in the afternoon. We've been down here for a long time. So yeah, there's just moonlight lighting up the clearing. You can see the spotlights in the distance of the automatons walking around. They look like they're far enough away that you could probably make a break for it if you sprinted. Okay. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's sprint to the uh, the Portobello Mushroom Circle. <laughs> Yeah. Circle up. Can, can you just real quick, just kind of look around to uh-uh. see if there's anybody on the on the perimeter? Just real quick. Yeah, you guys can all give me a group perception check if you'd like. Just because we're out in the open, you know. Uh, I got a 15 there. You got a natural 20, baby. <laughs> I got a 14. I got a 14 Love as well. Love these stuff. I got a rock. Did you get a one? I've got a jar of dirt. I got a five <laughs> again. <laughs> Dang it, Nate. No, I actually got a 15, so I'm pretty good. Yeah, so you guys know that everything is far enough away um, because you killed the Guardians inside Deerhamins. Right, right. You're able to just sprint through the clearing, and you start running through the forest, and you get to your small circle of mushrooms in the forest. And Halita's looking around, and she says to Theo, like, from his back, this is it? Yeah, could you get the, the weird wooden bell out of my backpack there? And she, she's reaching in. She's like, you guys are terrible. What, what are you going to do? No, you'll see. Like, you'll see. None, none, of you, none of you look like you're wizards. I mean, I don't know if, like, if you know any <laughs> teleportation magic. So while she's doing this, Vez is grabbing the bell out of her hand and going to do what she needs to do to get them where they need to go. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you grab the uh, bell and you ring it and spores begin to float up from the mushrooms and they kind of hover in the air and they keep ascending and they kind of flow together. So instead of actually like seeing your destination or your home on the other end, you see an image of your home projected three-dimensionally with these spores as they're floating through the air. Oh, that's so cool. I've never seen it happen before. Oh man. Oh wow, that is that is really cool. Right? Yep, now get in there. Oh, yeah. And Gunner starts, like, shoving Theo. Get in there. Oh, yeah, sorry, we got six seconds. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, everyone's everyone's uh, shoving through. Who's the last person to go through? I can be. Okay, so Vez takes one last look back through the trees, back across the clearing towards the doorway, and she sees one of the unrobed prophets with its tentacled head ascend from the hole that you had just come from and it looks right at her as she steps into the (laughs) portal and disappears back into your home. Oh my god. Yikes. Uh. (laughs) So yeah, you guys step through this portal and you walk right into your one of your vineyards. Oh, oh boy. Well, that was close. I need a nap. I'm so tired. I just, it has been so long. I smell so bad. Oh my God. Yes, Gunnar, you, you've had a hard day. You know, you had a lot of tough shots and, and you're covered in muck. You know what? Go take a bath. 
I'm gonna go do that. And then, and then, Helita, I'm sure you you are wonderful, but I'm gonna talk to you after I clean myself. I am unpresentable. <laughs> and she's like, I, okay. I mean, I I could use some rest, but then, I I'd, I'd kind of like to get back to the academy, too. Oh, you're from the academy. Yeah. Cool. I, th- I thought I thought the dungeon master established that. No, feel forgot. <laughs> he lost some intelligence, remember? Uh, so. That's true. He did. <laughs> <laughs> His working memory is not as good as it used to be. No, I got like last ten minutes, and that's like it. So she kind of slumps off a of Fio, and she falls back onto the very natural green grass of your backyard, and she just looks up at the sky, and she says, "All righty, let's." Let's take a break, and then then I'll tell you what I know. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net. The songs Weirder Things and Weirder Things 2 are from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.